0: Welcome again to Punks on the Pitch podcast, the show where uh, the beautiful game meets brutal music. Um, We had a very, very busy weekend going past and football doesn't seem to be letting up in any way whatsoever. Um, Once again, I'm going to be joined by someone that's going to be talking all things football with me. Um, But it's a bit of a, a unique one. It's the first time we're having someone that's featured in a Fantasy XI so far. Um, he is vocalist of the St. Pierre Snake Invasion, Damien Sale. So, oh, Damien, thank you very much for for joining me. How are you doing?
1: I'm good. Thank you very much for having me on. That's exc my you know,
0: my my only the only other thing other than food
1: that excites me. So.
0: <laughs> I should mention right off the, the top, you are also, along with another guest we've had so far, a Tottenham Hotspurs fan. Unfortunately. Obviously, <laughs> well, not so much unfortunately yesterday. Obviously yeah. when through in the in the Carabao Cup, so I don't know. Are you excited for a cup run, or are you, you know not bothered what, about it? Do
1: you know what I kind of? i I've, I'm at the point where it's Tottenham. Do you know what I mean? It's like it's it's like being a Spurs fan is like following England. Do you know what I mean? It's like <laughs> yeah. So much hope. You know, even though I'm Welsh, you know I support England in the World Cup, but I'm just so bored. I'm 36 now. I'm just so bored of getting like semi-finals or finals and so yeah if he wins if he wins a cup for us fair dues but i i i just i'm so pessimistic that
0: yeah yeah
1: i can't get over
0: it (laughs) well because we are punks on the pitch we before we delve deep into the football i do like to talk a little bit of music um and i always sort of ask what what have you kind of been jamming recently what's the sort of like music you've been listening to um
1: sure i haven't i've i've um Currently, writing a lot, so um, when I write, I tend not to listen to to too much music because, uh, okay, like, invariably you always end up three or four weeks into the process, and you're like, I've heard that riff, I love this riff, and then you realise you've nicked it off the off the radio. But, um, but um, strangely enough, I, the only band really is a band called The Neighborhood. I don't know if you've heard of them. They're kind of like no, this, I can I have. Yeah, they're like this kind of chic pop. Kind of disco rock band oh okay kind of like it's really kind of minimalist and it's kind of like he sings in like falsetto and breath, uh, breathy it's not my usual type of thing but yeah it, does, it just came up as like a recommended video
0: no sounds cool yeah.
1: man i to that obviously i've been um i've listened to the idols album because you know they're, they're my mates and everything and you know i want to know what it sounds like to be successful and <laughs> <laughs> so, about as close as i'll get so yes yeah, you know i'm living vicariously through their uh, yeah through their many many achievements so.
0: so in terms of writing is it like new snake invasion stuff or new,
1: new saint pierre um that was, well to be fair most most of the saint pierre album was written during proper lockdown um, right and falco and i um are tossing ideas back and forth for a new McCluskey album so okay cool Uh, yeah hopefully hopefully next year if the world hasn't burnt to cinders (laughs) yeah
0: and the other thing that I always kind of like open things up with is kind of the the crossover between sort of like alternative music and football and sort of what that relationship's like for you like I've said it on previous episodes for me it's that kind of belonging to some sort of sense of community or like growing up always kind of being a bit of a an oddball and a bit of an outsider but whenever I went to Fratton Park in Portsmouth like it was that kind of acceptance everyone was kind of like part of a family sort of thing and I found yeah. that in punk as well later down the line. So where does that kind of boundary kind of cross for you? Um, well it was
1: it was kind of I was always pretty average. at sport. I was never shit at anything apart from cross country. I can't, I can't run for toffee, but I was, I was pretty good at football when I was a kid. But I was also like a, a goth, you know. <laughs> so so <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I've, I've got the beatings uh, to 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 attest to that. But um, yeah, so a couple of my mates I played football with. So my my class in school. We were like sat in, so we had, our classes were named after, after planets. So we were okay. We had like all of my mates in our class were like the best footballers. So we would always win like the five-a-side squad, and all most of them played for our, our local team. And I was into guitar, and didn't bother. And then it was just it was just through having mates who played that kind of got me from being like playing in school to, like, playing for the town. I became a captain of the town for, for like, a season as well before I discovered what alcohol was. And <laughs> <laughs> I had it stripped from me. Uh, yeah, I think it was only after about seven or eight games I didn't show up because I'd been out on the park drinking white lightning. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, quite rightfully stripped me of the captaincy. Yeah, but, yeah, it was just kind of, that was what it was for me. And, I, you know, kind of, there's a bit of tribalism to it as well, I suppose. I didn't. Get as much shit from the hard lads because I could I could play football. I remember when I was actually as in college, and my friend Ryan, he's my oldest friend. He did sports science in college, and mm. I I did media studies. And I had like dyed purple hair and like a Slipknot "People Equal Shit" hoodie, yeah, like proper baggy New metal or jeans. And they did a five-a-side uh, tournament, and I was obviously in the media studies one. Um, and I scored. I remember scored two goals. I scored with my right foot and my left foot in the first game. And then afterwards, my mate Ryan, who was in the sports science one. Was like, his mates who were in the sports science lot were going, um, "Yeah, he's not bad for a fucking golf." So, <laughs> 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 so yeah, so that, that was pretty much yeah. That's the crossover.
0: Yeah. Do you still play much today? Or no? Not really? I,
1: I started playing. There's a um, so our guitarist Paddy, who can't, who also can't play football very well. He just wanted to get fit a few years ago, so he started a, a five-a-side game um, or a seven-a-side game on a Tuesday with like James Scarlett uh, from Two Thousand Trees and Miles from Effigy, and it was just for people who couldn't play football but just wanted to have a kick about and get yeah. get a bit of fitness. And then it, that what transpired was that people within the Bristol music scene who were actually pretty good at football started coming to play. So I, I was playing. Quite regularly, about a year and a half ago, and then the, uh, do you know Spectres from Bristol?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: So um, Adrian, because I—that um, was the first time I played with them. I played about seven or eight games, and I was—I was doing pretty well, getting my fitness back up. And they're like, "Hey man, you're pretty good. Do you want to come and play a league game?" And I went for a league game with them. I was a substitute. I came on, and after thirty seconds, this ogre just jumped through my hand. Oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> my hand for me. And then I was out for like six months again, so yeah, I don't, I've not played since. So. Fair enough.
0: Yeah. Well, I don't usually kind of like ask this question, but just in terms of, I'm kind of interested as with you sort of like growing up in Wales and now living in Bristol. Yeah. Where's the affinity with Tottenham come from?
1: So um, Jürgen Klinsmann, to put it. <laughs> to put oh, okay, it. fair enough. Yeah. So my, um, I'm I'm originally from the from the valleys. And I don't know why. In Mercer Tidville in particular, you get a lot of Liverpool supporters and my cousins and my aunties and my uncles are all big um, Liverpool supporters. So they kind of bullied me into being a Liverpool fan from a young age. And then I remember watching the 1994 World Cup and Jürgen Klinsmann scored an overhead kick. Yeah. And this amazing header. And I just remember just being like him. That I mean, there were loads of other great players like Hagi was in that, you know, Romario, Babel, Stoichkov. But, Clinsman was the one who stood out and then I remember reading in the paper that Spurs had signed him so and then my, my dad had said that my grandfather used to live around that end and and that like he he went to one or two Spurs games when he was a kid and I was like yeah that's enough for me but I yeah. mean I wish I wish I should have stuck with fucking Liverpool really but... <laughs> <laughs> I can never you know I can never I might not be from Tottenham but I can never be accused of supporting them for the glory that's for sure yeah yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah. so in terms of like where they're at at the moment obviously I think this season with it being Jose's first full yeah. one and things like that like what's your kind of take on it like what what's your kind of prediction for the season because like when I spoke to Adam he was sort of like maybe top four but I don't know like I, uh, How are you kind of feeling with it?
1: I don't know. I I do you know what? I
0: think I think perhaps
1: if we can keep if we can keep Kane fit, then we have we've always, if Kane can play a full season, we've got the chance of finishing in the top four. Yeah, but we we get so many injuries that I just, and I can't unless I mean Son, who has arguably arguably, arguably been our best player since project restart. Almost certainly has been our best player since project restart. He's now injured again, so yeah, it's, it's just I don't I don't see and like I've just seen today on the fantasy football um, injuries updates that Gareth Bale is now not only not match fit, he's got a knee injury as well. Till <laughs> yeah, so I just I don't know. I think I think we're a top six team. I think we should finish top six, but you've got Everton in the mix again this year. They look really good. Leicester, Wolves, you know, hopefully United States shit, but, um, <laughs> yeah. you in know, So Shall We Trust. You know, uh, <laughs> I did that. I posted that when uh, when uh, Brighton scored in the 95th minute, I put that on my Facebook, in So Shall We Trust, and then just turned the game off.
0: <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> you know, my
1: mate was just like, this has aged well. I was like,
0: how's <laughs> it and just before, like, kind of move on. As I mentioned, you were in our first oh. fantasy eleven that Adam did. So, was he right in his prediction of putting you as a number ten, or are you I, not that I kind mean, of player? I, I,
1: do you know what I mean? I, I've I used to play. I used to play there. I used to play just behind the back two. I used. I'd I play behind the the front two. Sorry, or um, as a as a target man because I was always fucking massive. But um, yeah, but then I just as I got older. I started playing a little bit deeper. I started, you know, I've I've got a pretty decent pass, and like I said, I can play with. Um, I'm lucky. I can um, I can play with both left and right foot. So, so yeah, I used to score. I used to score like, oh, fuck, it. I used to score like 18 yard screamers with my left foot. 18 <laughs> yard <laughs> screamers with my right foot. Uh, so yeah, Valerie was like bang on. I wasn't the most skillful, but um, yeah, had good two two good pegs on me. Like you
0: know. yeah. And what I always like to ask as well is kind of um, whether it be past or present, like within your team, so Tottenham Hotspurs. like, is there a player that you can think of that you think embodies kind of like the punk ethos uh, or just kind of like a punk sensibility and a punk attitude at all? Um, I don't
1: Maybe David's. I remember David's was like kind of you know like new metal looking wasn't he? You know, when he you
0: with yeah. <laughs> his goggles he just, he
1: just, like I mean, when he had those goggles on he looked like he could have been in like a Ramstein video or something <laughs> <laughs> and he didn't take any shit though
0: yeah no that's shit. that's a fair shout that is a very good shout yeah, yeah well well obviously like we're here to not just talk Tottenham we're here to talk football in general and we had kind of a a mental weekend. Not just results-wise, but obviously everything going on with the VAR calls and yeah. and stuff like this, and like obviously prior to recording, there was a couple of things that I flagged up to you that I wanted to talk about, and two two of them. Well, they're kind of around the same sort of scenario is around apologies, and I think we don't see enough of that in football with like people being taken account of. Um, and the first one I want to bring up is is kind of related to var in some aspects is this referee for non-league that went viral um his name's nathan tansley and basically there was a fan filming a, a, a penalty kick that hit the crossbar and bounced over the line but the referee didn't give it at the time because from his perspective it didn't cross the line and obviously all the fans gave him loads of shit because it like on this video you can see that it clearly did and he's now gone off and said look I've made a mistake. I'm really sorry to the young lad who took the penalty. It's a human error. But, like, I just kind of want your perspective. Like, do you feel okay, it's non league or or Sunday league or whatever it was, but do we need to see more refs taking accountability for these mistakes? Because, especially in the Premier League, where in one weekend we saw like four or five glaring errors, and they're just like, put their hands up and be like, oh, it's VAR. So do we need more accountability in that aspect?
1: I don't know. I I mean, I think you've got like, I work in, like, like when I'm not pissing about pretending to be a musician for a few months a year, like, I work as a manager. So, like, Mm. accountability is, like, a big thing that I kind of go for. But also on that hand-in-hand with that is the fact that you have to appreciate that people are infallible, uh, are fallible, and they make... You know they they make mistakes. Mistakes are expected, so I don't I don't think there's anything wrong with them owning up. But I mean, you just I think from a fan's perspective or from a neutral's perspective for that for that circumstance, that what's he going to do? He's going to have he's going to have one half of the crowd. Do you know what I mean he's seeing it in real time? He yeah. Really go off what he thinks. He's got this side here calling him a, a wanker and all sorts of you know, imaginative offensive words. And he and the, they're saying, well, it's definitely not a goal. On this side of saying it's definitely a goal. He has to just go with what he's got is, I think. And I don't I don't yeah. I don't as long as he's not as long as he knows that he's made that decision, not swayed by either of those sides, and then it turns out he's got it wrong. I mean, I think it's yeah, it's hold your hand up, but like even if he didn't, I think you can't I'm not I mean, I'm certainly not after why is it going to penalties? Just make sure it doesn't go to penalties. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, did not profit about winning the game. You should be pissed off that your team didn't win it, like you know.
0: <laughs> but like, just I guess for this one particular incident, because as it is such like a low-level game, and it's a tweet that's kind of picked up yeah. traction. Do you think it's admirable that he's kind of taken that stance? Because again, like even in the higher ups, like. We don't, there's on the odd occasion you'll see like in the post match interviews, they'll interview the referee, but nine times out of ten, that doesn't happen. Yeah. So for him to go out of his way and kind of say, like, yeah, I made a mistake, like, yeah. I'm sorry, do you think that's a, a good thing? And we, we should maybe I see think, more of it, that? I think it's a good I do think it's a good thing. Like, I'm all
1: about that, you know, just in in life in general. Like, you know, when if I make a mistake, I fess up to it. I take on, mm. and I try and do whatever I can to make sure that that doesn't happen again. So I admire the, this fella for doing it. However, he's not. You know what I mean, he can't. He can only do half of that. He can only go. I'm really sorry. He can't. Yeah. say, It's not going to happen again. So yeah. You know, no fair tease to him. Yeah. I mean, he, like you know, he's going to get some stick.
0: Yeah. But, but, yeah. And there was. I think the the one thing that kind of stood out to me is in the like replies to that. Um, I think it was like the dad of the of the kid who's who took the penalty actually like replied to him and he was sort of like thank you very much for, for saying this like yeah, yeah. during the time in the heat of the moment I was giving you a load of shit but fair play for you to owning up yeah. to your mistake so I, I liked that kind of aspect dot 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 it. son's crying now thanks <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah very much so um <laughs> But yeah, as I say, like the other thing, like we've kind of seen in the last couple of days, in in terms of kind of I guess quote unquote apologies, is Fulham's vice chairman. So this is on the, the complete opposite end of the scale. Yeah. Tony Khan, a man who has millions and millions of dollars, has basically said to Fulham fans, "I, like, I'm sorry, we're not doing good enough." Which, again, is something we don't really see that often, especially from like the higher ups, especially when you think of like. Clubs like Newcastle, who, as we speak, are currently losing 1-0 to Newport in the Caribou Cup. Love um, to see
1: it. Yeah, I'd love to see it.
0: <laughs> but, like, yeah, like, for instance, like Mike Ashley is a, a polarising owner who gets loads of shit and we never hear anything from him. David Levy at, yeah. at Tottenham, the, the same. OK, he's he's been a bit more different because of the All or Nothing yeah, yeah. documentary. We've heard a bit more of him, but he gets sick and he kind of hides in the shadows. So I don't know. Again, do we need to see owners taking more account for the, the stuff that we're seeing on the team? On I, think the they
1: need to do I think they need to do it. But I think they need to do it in the off season. I don't, I don't think you can, you know, like as particularly when he's a, as he's the vice chairman, isn't he? He's only yeah. the director of, he's a director of football and he's the chairman's son so there's a bit of nepotism going <laughs> yeah. just a hint of nepotism there and the reality is is that that's down that's the man the manager should be making those apologies i think i think it's not you know if you're talking about you're, you're talking about like fifth choice fourth choice and fifth choice defenders and stuff like that it's like that's all that's all politics i don't think i don't think there needs to be that message coming from the board that they should just be back in the manager. three games in, you know. Mm. They, they're, they're a newly promoted team, they've spent loads of money in the summer. They've got loads of new players in. It's going to you know, look at Chelsea, do you know I mean? It's exactly the same thing. They've got a load of new players in, obviously, better quality players than Fulham have, but it's going to take them a while to gel, you know, and mm. they're going. Like we've not done enough in the transfer market. It's like it's Fulham, mate. You know, it's fucking. <laughs> yeah. You know, it, you know. It's I. I just yeah. I thought it's a bit. Like I love Scott Parker. I fucking yeah. <laughs> and even though he's managing Fulham, I've got a lot of time for old, old Scott Parker. I just think it's a bit, yeah. I think it's a bit out of order. I think if you have a shit season or whatever, you fuck something up. Then by all means say that. But like. When the manager's the manager will be put, he'll be pulling his air out about these results. Mm. You got this guy. Do you think it
0: undermines him then? In I the think so
1: massively. I think massively. It's ultimately the, the director of football isn't isn't responsible for the way that the team plays. So that's the coach, is mm. the head coach and this coaching staff. I think if anyone's going to apologize, it'll be him. If they're not making an if if Scott Parker can see that they're not making enough effort, you know, then fair enough. He'd come out and say it, but. I don't know. I just, yeah, it doesn't, it didn't, um, yeah, it didn't, didn't sit right with me, that one
0: really. Yeah. I think the, so do you, do you know much about Tony Khan at all? No. Okay. So he's, again, I think it's his dad, but he's part and parcel of it. He part owns, um, the Jacksonville Jaguars in the NFL as well, but he also has a, some affiliation. I can't remember if he's the like co-owner or whatever with, AEW wrestling well, as well. So he's, I don't know if, like, I could be reading way too much into this, but he kind of comes across as a man that likes the sound of his own voice a little bit. So it could be part of that, like, because he's hearing all this unrest from Fulham fans that he felt the need to speak up. Like a- but as you said, As you say, he may not necessarily be the right person to be doing it. Yeah, he
1: sounds like he's a B-Tech Vince McMahon or something like that. (laughs) Yeah, pretty much.
0: (laughs) Cool, right. One other little thing that I did want to kind of... Just because I purely saw it before we started this conversation. So by the time this podcast goes out, it might be dead and buried in the water. Um, But obviously we've got like European... uh, qualifications going on at the moment and there's a tiny little team in the Faroe Islands um I'm going to completely butcher their name it's called Klavatsky or something like that K-L-A-K-S-V-I-K um and they're like literally one step away from being the first team ever from the Faroe Islands to qualify for the Europa League nice um they're currently ranked well the, the country is ranked 107th in like world fi- FIFA rankings um and yeah I just thought it was a really cool little story that yeah. this this team from tiny little Faroe Islands off Scandinavia could be competing with the likes of AC Milan and stuff like that which yeah. like I think embodies what we want to talk about here on this podcast is that that underdog punk mentality scrapping through and, and having uh, a moment in the spotlight
1: mate i remember i remember when wales beat italy 1-0 in a, in a european <laughs> yeah qualifier. that was like the best day ever like i said like we've beaten italy 1-0 whereas usually we were losing to the Faroe islands <laughs> Yeah, there's <stuff>. yeah. <laughs> only gigs i think gigs gigs and john artson those are the only two we had so so they know. score
0: a goal the second time they score another goal and um yeah, you just can't give up goals like we give them up in this division. Right. So yeah, and um, other thing we're we're asking our guests to do is bring either a non-league team or unknown team to the table. So this week we're travelling to uh, the Welsh Welsh <laughs> divisions. So, Damien, who are you bringing to the table?
1: I, I'm bringing Sonny Rill FC, which was uh, they were the team I, I lived in Prestatyn, and they had their own teams as well. They had Prestatyn Town, um, who were shy. And then <laughs> and then they had, um, and then Rail were like the team in the next town over. Um, and rather than go up to statin, we used to go to Rail and, you know, get in for like two quid or whatever it was and have some pies. None of us, like we used to go as mates. With a load of our mates, we'd go down. None of us really supported Ril. It was just an opportunity when you are like 12 or 13 to like swear in public. you could try out all these insults without you know the fear of getting a slap off your mum or you know (laughs) or being seen in the the town by anyone who knew you or knew your parents so but yeah they were they were they were shite they were shite it was just it was it was funny it was one of those places real like on the seaside it's like right on the prom so, you know, you'd see goals, like, in, in the winter, you'd see goals from goal kicks and stuff where the wind had
0: Oh, brilliant. Kicked.
1: Yeah, and it was, you know, it was, yeah, it was pretty bad. A little bit, um, like I say, yeah, Lee Trundle. I think Lee Trundle was the most famous player we had. Um, yeah, yeah. Before you went to Swan, you think you went to, he went from Rill to Tramir, Tramir to, I think, Swansea. So,
0: and then became a household name. He
1: did, yeah, he did. To proper, so, yeah, proper
0: tackers. So, so, were you going like quite regularly, or was it just sort of like whenever? No, it like wasn't like yeah. kind of yeah. it
1: wasn't really like a like a, a big thing. It was just it was kind of there wasn't a lot to do in real other like other than like you know vandalize stuff and <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, and play football. But yeah, we'd go to like every now and then. We just we'd be like right, we're bored, fuck it, we'll go and watch real. And, yeah, uh, yeah, and it always you know it's always nice to shout at, a fat goalkeeper from Conway or <laughs> or a fat goalkeeper from Bangor or, or mold or whatever, you know, it was just that, it was it. Like, you know, I didn't really go to football games with my, with my dad. Um, so we just go and stand behind the goal and just sh- sh- hurl abuse at the goal. Yeah. You know, it's kind of like um, a rite of passage, isn't it? Yeah.
0: yeah. Were there any like games that you, cause obviously like, from like looking them up and stuff, they had a couple of games where they were in that like either Europa or yeah, think, they, they, Champions
1: League. Uh, yeah, they got in the Champions League. I didn't go to any of the um, the Champions League one, but I remember that it was in the it was in the paper a lot. Um, but yeah, I, I think there was kind of there was a feel around the town that we that they'd achieved something. And then yeah. I think they got battered like seven one or something. <laughs> <game>. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they were absolutely smashed by sort of like was it like Maccabi-Hyphy or something like that? I was one of the battered. And, you know. But yeah, anyway. But were
0: there? A, yeah. I mean, they, were there any they, like no particular one, games that you remember like going to or anything no, like that? No, not honestly.
1: No, like they weren't. It was just like I say, it was. They were shite. We all it was just, it was <laughs> shit. just, you know. They were so shit. We are just, it was kind of, yeah, we didn't really support them. It was just like they were our local team. They were better, like I say, they were better than Pristatin. Pristatin were proper, proper shit. Um, yeah. But real, at least, you know, they, they had European games and stuff like that. But no, we'd only got, I think the big one, they had like a rival. I think like Banger. I think this. I went to see a couple of games against Banger and it was like it got a bit testy. Um, and imp- r- when real playpers started, it used to get a bit testy as well. Yeah. But most of the time, it was like kids you went to school with playing. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, you're, you're and
0: more. do you kind of keep up, still keep tabs or not so much?
1: I think no. I think they went into um, administration. Yeah,
0: yeah. So that's what I was going to, because I was, again, like reading up. Like So it was literally like over the summer, but because of everything with... yeah. Covid, they kind of ended up being wound up, um, but I, I couldn't make out if it's two of the ex players or if it's two people that were like part of the administration. Yeah, they kind of got it going again, and they're now under CPD Rail eight, 1879. For so I'm guessing that's got some significance to the date. Yeah. of like when the original club. Yeah, I must.
1: It I think that's when it was the club was formed. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So they're kind of doing like a an AFC Wimbledon in in some yeah. aspects of kind of going backgrounds but also just like just to touch on Lee Trundle quickly like he, I guess similarly to kind of like Jamie Vardy nowadays he was kind of this rags to riches sort yeah. of player. So did you did you actually ever see him yeah, play? Yeah, I him? saw I saw Trundle.
1: I saw Trundle play a few times and you could just t- like you know I remember when we were in school we had this kid he was only in our class for like we had all the best footballers as I mentioned and then they just chucked this kid in with us um, Neil from Leeds and he actually played for Leeds like um, Leeds youth having a kick around with him and just none of us being able to get the ball off him like he was so good and you could just tell that he was levels above everyone else and it's similar when you were watching Lee Trundle play against like Fat lads from my school. <laughs> you know what I mean. You, <laughs> yeah. you are now playing for real. You could just see, like it was—it was like watching fucking Maradona or something like that. <laughs> it, was, it was. It was. It was like playing against, you know, like you know, you're at a kid's party or something, and you've got the ball, and you've got toddlers chasing you around. Yeah, and, you know, yeah. Like you know, like street foot foosball, whatever. Um, yeah, it was like that. He was just so good. He could, you know, he was quick, skillful, strong. And just miles ahead of everyone else. Like, so it wasn't as surprise yeah. when you saw. Like I saw. I honestly thought he was gonna do well when he got in the prem. But
0: yeah, I think a lot of people did, to be honest. Yeah. But I
1: suppose it goes to show those levels again, doesn't it? You know.
0: Yeah, but in fairness, like just because like when you like mentioned the name, I was sort of like fucking hell, Lee Trundle. That's a, like a blast from the past. Somebody yeah. I hadn't really yeah. thought about. So I did a quick Google. He's still fucking playing. Is he? he's, <laughs> he's, of course, he is. He's four. He's forty-three. He's playing. I'm gonna com- again completely butcher this name. So, Amman like, Amford. I'm it's like, an Amford. Like, yeah. I'm so he. Yeah. So he's playing for them. And last season he scored fourteen goals. So he's still clearly banging them in. Fucking okay, no. hell.
1: Yeah, I saw you went. Didn't he do a viral video the other um, the other year when he went to? He did that thing where you go you go to take a penalty. You put the. Um, so he put the ball down for a penalty, and then as he ran up, he went down to it. looked like he was going to tie a shoelace and he just kicked the ball and it like <laughs> toe pogged
0: the ball straight into the top right corner.
1: And like that was fucking <laughs> puffer cheeky, man.
0: But that's like the re- again, the reason I kind of wanted to not just because he played for real, but like again, I think Lee Trundle is somebody that antithesizes the whole kind of punk aspect yeah, yeah. as well and like he was very like even when he was in the Premier League like he kind of did things like his own way he was very like un sort of typical for like what yeah. the Premier League expected and well, I he, think
1: yeah he, he he certainly didn't look like he had a nutritionist do you hadn't bought you know he was from that old school pie at half time
0: yeah yeah definitely old night
1: in Ammanford. Mentality, he's like, yeah, no, I just, yeah, I don't what, ten percent body fat. now I'm not feeling that.
0: It's a bit cold yeah. up
1: north, lads. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and I'm, I'm, I've just got it on now, and I'm just looking like. So after he left, like kind of left, I guess quote unquote like professional football, like he went to Lenatelli for two seasons. <laughs> yeah. And he, again, he's still banging in goals like forty-five goals in sixty-eight appearances. It's yeah, yeah. not fucking bad. Yeah, yeah.
1: That's see. Was he was really good, man? Like you could, t- you could just tell, like, say, and I bet, like, now you know he wasn't. He always looked a bit portly to, to me. I imagine you know when he was at Shanessy, he was proper, like you know. Use a little barrel on legs, but you still yeah, yeah, so good that you could just knock him in. Right. Yeah, town this time is Tundle steps up. Can he go away? Oh, it's Afan over and it's right into the top
0: corner. It's a great goal from Tundle who doubles his goals for the game. So, yeah, as um, as kind of mentioned, Damien has been a feature of one of our starting 11s, so now he gets to, to flip reverse it and have his own. But obviously, how we kind of always start is. What's what's the the name of your of your fantasy eleven team?
1: Oh uh, my fantasy team uh, is Sparta FC after the, um, cool. the song by the Fool.
0: Cool. So, how we always like to line line this up is: have you got a formation for your for your? I have. Morning?
1: I've gone for a, a standard English four four two.
0: Oh, nice. Okay, yeah. like like a bit of tradition. Yeah. So we always start at the back and work our way forward. So who have you got between the sticks? So I've gone
1: for. Um, I got well. I think goalkeeper drummer. I think I know Adam went drummer, didn't he? I think you've got, yeah. You've got to go for a drummer uh, because um, they're freaks, aren't they? Really, like you think of like because <laughs> you know, they are because you think of like athletes. Because footballers are athletes, and drummers, particularly in like punk bands, play very energetic music and they're using a lot of limbs, burning a lot of calories. But a lot of them don't look like they're in that good nick. So I've gone for. I've gone for Jack Eggleston of Future Left and McCluskey because okay. I've seen him play entire sets where he's sque- like from, I've turned around and he's just mouthing, I'm fucked at me. <laughs> <laughs> Riley's doing like like proper fast beats and um, yeah, and uh, he's just, yeah, he's I'm not sure he'd be the most organised, I don't think he could organise a wall Um <laughs> but but um yeah we'd he'd be in there just just for entertainment value because he's quite, he's
0: quite, quite <laughs> be a bit of a, a kind of a bruce Grobbler unpredictable sort of. well
1: and he' would be a character in the dressing room he is genuinely i mean you know everyone knows like Falco's a funny bastard, but jack is actually a really funny bastard as well, so having, yeah having him in the dressing room would be um would be <laughs> would be uh entertaining to say the least. So cool. um
0: so if if he's not gonna be able to control him, who have you got in front of him in your central defence? So I've rocks? gone for I've gone
1: for I've gone for Adam Devonshire of of Idols because he is my yeah. best mate. And he has often told me about how he'd love to play football against me so he could and quote, kick the fuck out of <laughs> me. <laughs> <laughs> end quote. Um I would, I would, I'll just kick fuck out of you. Yeah, I've worked. So, yeah, that's brilliant. So yeah, apparently he used to play for Plymouth Argyle when he was a kid. Um, I've seen no evidence of this, but uh, he assures me that's the case. And you know, to his credit, although he looks like a fucking bald mess of a man, he's he's actually quite organised and really hardworking and um, and really reliable. Actually, when he wants to be, yeah, so, I'd stick him in the back. Um, I partner him with James Scarlett from uh, from uh, the Booker for Two Thousand Trees. And yeah. now I've played football against him. He's actually got he's got a good touch for a big lad. He has got. Okay, but um, not in the best nick. He won't mind me saying. Do you know what I mean he's he's a dad now? So. <laughs>
0: um,
1: and yeah, he's just a fucking lump, isn't he? I don't know if you've seen him. He's just like I uh, know, I haven't
0: had like, pleasure, He's yeah. like
1: he's gotta be like six four, six five. He looks like the fucking one of the bad you know, like in the BFG, you've got a BFG and then the ones a week children. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. He yeah. looks
1: like a, one of them. But um, so yeah. And I mean, I put him in because he is a lump. Like he's <laughs> he's not the most do you know what I mean? He's not the most mobile, but he's a big lump. Again, he's quite the organizers of festivals so he'd be pretty organised. Um, yeah, yeah. And if it weren't for that, because I didn't really want any United fans in my in my squad, but <laughs> so I have a bet with him. I've had a bet with him for like seven or eight years now. He, like whoever finishes top, Spurs or United, um, we get the the other one's got to give him a ten, 10 quid. And it's got to, okay. it's got to be at the festival, and it's got to be in front of people. And you've got to do it like, you know, in The Godfather, when Sonny breaks the camera and then he gets the money, <laughs> yeah. and he throws it on the floor. That's how you do the best. So reluctantly, he's in. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> so at right back, I've gone for Andrew Falcus. I know he was in uh, Adam Valerie's, but um, Falco, yeah, did used to be, used to play football quite a bit. Um, I know he likes football a lot. And he's super fit. Like, so he runs. Yeah. Yeah. He just runs and runs and runs. Um, and that's it. I don't actually know if he's technically any good, but I know, I know he'd, he'd run. And if. Yeah.
0: That's, that's what you need from a, a wing back, though. Like, yeah, they need yeah. to be bombing up and down, don't they? Yeah. Yeah. So, who have you got on the other side then? <laughs> for symmetry, I've gone
1: for Julia. Uh, Julia Rosica from uh, 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 because so I've gone for Falco's wife and Bandmate and Jack Bandmate because those three are in a band together Yeah Falco and Julia are married so there'd be some kind of you know, they know instinctively they've got a kid together. So that you know, when, when, <laughs> yeah. when Falco's going out, Julia's staying at home looking after the kid. Where Julia's going out, Falco's staying at home. So when Julia's pressing forward, you know, all of that, they've got <laughs> yeah. good communication skills with Jack and um Julia, uh, Dev, and I actually run a whiskey business together. I say it's run it, is we've not been, it's not been at the forefront of our activities. But so there's that there's a, a connection there. So Dev and Julia know each other, their business partners. Yeah. So, yeah. I like it.
0: That's sound, that sound reasoning, especially like, as you say, that cohesiveness and yeah. that kind of like one goes forward, one stays back. I like I like your reasoning.
1: Yeah. And James Scarlett will have worked with all of them as well. So, and, you know, he, Yeah. He, he, has, he has to do that stuff. So on to the midfield. So I did, um, I'll start on the left wing. With uh, a friend of mine called Bobby Anderson, so he okay. he um, he is a musician. He's he was in a band called Fortune Drive. He's now in a band called The Forty Fives. He's um, the gospel track on our last album. It gave a lovely light. He, right. he's the lead vocalist on that, um, and he's a dickhead. Obviously, he's my mate. So, <laughs> but I'd probably say that he is <laughs> oh, fucking hell. if. And make sure he never hears this. But he's probably the out of all of the footballers in Bristol, he's probably the best of. Okay. Which is fucking really annoying because we,
0: <laughs> we had
1: like we have a a big thing. We had like um our own fantasy football thing in our in our um, seven aside game where we like tallys yeah. of who'd scored, who'd assisted. So obviously I got a load of assists. He got a load of goals, but he beat me. Um, but yeah he's really good he's really pacey I would have put him up front but um, I think we'll just keep keep him uh, keep him on on the right Uh, I've gone for myself in centre right okay obviously sitting deep think more kind of Paul Scholes in his latter stages of his uh, (laughs) goal in the game maybe a dirty challenge every every now and then Uh, (laughs) but slinging some big passes around and then with me in the center of the midfield, I've gone for Joseph Talbot of Idols. And the, okay, the reason I've gone for that is not because of his, his athletic prowess. I, I, you know, I think he was born with club feet, he walks funny and stuff. He's not a gifted footballer, but if we signed him, we'd sell a load of t shirts <laughs> 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 and, and he could design the kit. Fucking
0: laughing! Brilliant, I like it. I like Uh it.
1: (laughs) Oh yeah, I've been waiting all day for that. It's been
0: brilliant. Um, So you, so you're doing all the hard work, and he's just being the money man. Oh yeah,
1: yeah. He'd just be there like, I've got the vision. I've got the vision. I do the kits. So you just stand there, mate. Just stand. You just sign all the autographs. I'll just fucking like it like yeah, you design the t shirts, yeah. Like or we'd have like we'd have a home kit, an away kit, a third kit, a August kit, a July kit. We'd
0: have <laughs> 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 Perfect. Um, so who have you got on your other wing?
1: I don't know what, I didn't I think I couldn't think of anyone. I mean, um I mean, if you fancy the game you could go in there. <laughs> As I was saying before, like I don't I can't really fit like none of the people in my band. I'll stick Adam Valerie on there, fuck it. He put Yeah. I'll stick him in there. I c I can't I imagine he runs like a pissed giraffe the size of him. So I
0: was gonna say he would be like a bit of a Peter Crouch but on the wing.
1: He would, yeah. Like I yeah. I mean he'd never get away with playing in real. He'd get blown away by the wind. we <laughs> <laughs> would have to put weights in his boots.
0: <laughs> well, if you've got this hodgepodge of midfielders, who are they supplying to? Who's banging in these goals?
1: So, I've gone for another one of my associates. Uh, our St. Pierre's old manager, Graham McLean. Uh, right. As a long... Uh, it has got family history of football. So his brother is uh, a football agent. I forget um, which players. I think it was like Scott Sinclair's agent or what have you. Graham, I think, was on the books at United when he was a kid. And Rangers as well. He used to play in Canada. So he scored. Oh, wow. Yeah, so like, yeah, he's, he's, he's a weird one. You, he's another one. You meet him and you think like, there's no way. There's nothing athletic about him. But then he's got this like really kind of illustrious footballing past, <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, which is really weird. And then, up front with him, now this is a bit of a curveball, and I'm going to have to go okay. on, off on one a little bit. So I've gone for Ian Dowie, okay? All right? <laughs> <laughs> and okay. The reason I've gone for Ian Dowie is that when we do a McCluskey show in Belfast, we were in Cardiff Airport, and I do a, a Premier League quiz, um, and what I was doing that with Jack from... Um, Future Left and Bernie, who was like doing um, um like helping us out on the, on that tour um, and one of the question was like which player has won the most Ballon on doors or whatever so jack is a is a Portsmouth fan, and he fucking hates Southampton, so he went, oh, yeah, is it fucking Ian Dowie joking around so then we carry on through the quiz as I look um at the bar, fucking Ian Dowie. Is, is no way I swear to god mate. Not only does Ian Dowie walk towards us, he sits behind Jack to the point where their asses is touched, right? And then he can, <laughs> and then Jack then gets him involved in the quiz. <laughs> he gets involved in the quiz. He tells us a, a xenophobic joke about like a, oh. about a German newspaper. Um, he's like which free footballers and they've played in the Premier League. A share share a surname with um with a German football uh, with a German newspaper, and he said like one Charles to build was one, and then the last one was Jerry Daly.
0: Oh! Uh. We were like,
1: oh come on, Ian. But um, and then so and then to finish it off, we were like, I can't believe that's happened. We landed in Belfast. We're waiting to get a taxi, and Bernie starts telling this story about how like when um, Ian Dowie was at the Cardiff ground, his mate was giving him. Abuse from the stands and shouted, "Fuck off, Dowie You're scaring my kids." <laughs> 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 and he said it just as Dowie walked past us. So, oh no! Yeah, but ever since then he's been on the guest list for every McCluskey show that we've done. He was on the guest list for all of, all of the uh, shows in Australia, New Zealand, just in case he showed up. Um, and so yeah, it'd be nice. it, would just, it would just fill me with joy to see to have Jack knock a long ball up to Dowie and get an assist.
0: <laughs> there me. we go, that's brilliant. Well who's I mean this is probably the most ramshackled group we've had so far on this yeah, show, okay. but I love it. So who's who's in charge of this? lot? Like, who's right. taking the helm? Who's the manager? It's gotta be Sir Harry
1: Redknapp, hasn't
0: it, I think. Oh, okay. I've
1: got I just love Harry. I love Harry. Do you know what I mean? He should have taken the England job and <laughs> right, that's yeah. I
0: mean, if anyone's going to be able to do it, it's got to be Harry. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean,
1: that is literally the worst team you could ever imagine. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so yeah, I reckon. Perfect.
0: Perfect. Brilliant. Damien, I think this has been a a whirlwind of a starting 11. I'd be interested to see how it pans out.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I don't, I genuinely think. Uh, let's have a look just to go through. What one, two, three, four, five, six, six, six three, four, five, people who play football, maybe. Yeah. Uh, yeah, why not?
0: But then we'll if, see what if, happens.
1: If Steve's going for Henry Rollins, I can't imagine Henry Rollins has got a touch on him to be fair. So, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah.
0: Perfect. Brilliant. Right. Well, um unfortunately we're not having a Monday show this week because I'm having uh a weekend away I'm having a deserved rest for a change but before I let you go Damien is there anything that you want to shout out anything that you're you've got going on at the moment
1: not really no there's nothing there's nothing uh, I'm just back at work yeah trying to get back into normal life um I, oh, and I, if I I don't know if you'll listen to this but fuck Mike Venard that's a that's a <laughs> that's that's one hopefully if, if anyone if anyone if anyone hears this and gets this far through my waffling. If you meet Mike Venart, tell him I said fuck him. So,
0: okay, you'll
1: yeah, appreciate. You will. I should have put. Uh, in, uh, I would have put him in, but
0: I might just tag him when I put this out. Just, just do it, here. yeah. Just. Do so it. Why have you tagged me in this there's, fucking? There's a long podcast. story. There's
1: a long story with that as well, but um, maybe for another time. But yeah, fuck it. Perfect. Yeah.
0: Brilliant, Damien. Thank you very much yeah. for your time, mate. Take care.
1: Take care, buddy.